Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall, that's the boys, and this is the Community Pub. Tonight I'm drinking a mixture of a couple great beers that at least I hope they are. Randy said they're great. Randy, thanks so much. Sending me a couple beers. This is V-neck sweater TIPA from uh, a brewing company, uh, Oak Mountain Brewing Company. Randy, you said this was uh, one from uh, you, you posted in the specialist group some pictures, right? And this is one of those beers from that brewery. That's right. Yeah, that's the one that was right down the street. I took the pictures of and posted them up on the specialist group. That's the uh, the the TIPA is the the triple IPA. So uh, hang on. Oh, yeah, I'm ready because I already looked at it. 9.2. Here we go. Let's have some fun. 9.2%. Let's roll. All right. So looking forward to today's episode, guys. Thanks so much. We got a great crew here. We got the two Brandons, Randy, Dale, Derek, Lucas, Brian, and Cooking with Nick. We're going to find out what is on the menu. He's got his knife out. He's got the pot going, and he's cutting up some stuff. We're looking forward to hearing what – What's on the menu tonight with cooking with Nick? But before we do, let's go around the room and find out what you guys are drinking. And then I'd really like to know, you know, if you could get a car that was, you could say, hey, I'm going to go with a car pre-2000s or post-2000s. Grab a car for a day, go take a cruise. What cruise are you going to go in, right? I'm going with the 64 Coupe de Ville. Man, I've always wanted to just go for a drive in those put that top down and just go for a cruise. It seems like one of those cars, you can just go 40 miles an hour all day long and just have a blast. You know, I can see myself doing that pretty easy. So looking forward to it, guys. What are y'all drinking? I am drinking a ice cold Bud Light, unfortunately out of a can. was hoping for (laughs) bottles, but uh, gas station was out of bottles tonight. So stuck with the cans. I misunderstood the question. I was thinking this whole time we were choosing between pre-2000s cars or post-2000s cars as a, as a group. I didn't know we could pick just one. Oh. So my answer is going to determine this question as a group, and I was going to pick post-2000s cars because by every objective measure, cars <laughs> made in the last 20 years are better than every car made or most cars in the 20 years prior. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, subjective subjectively looks is one you know that, that's a matter of opinion no one's ever said hey i really hate how those old american classics look <laughs> they have a timeless design but overall they're pretty shitty cars you know so uh comparatively i'd, I'd rather have almost anything made in the last 20 years versus prior just by every objective metric comfort performance longevity reliability safety they're just And I like how they look too, a little more personally, but that's that. Hmm. Yeah, I hear you talking. Um, Tonight, I'm having a devil's backbone out of uh, Virginia. They're Vienna Lager. Good stuff. One of my favorite beers. Yep. uh, We go up to their their place every now and again. They've got a good restaurant out uh, in their brewery. Yes, Uh, they do. Really good stuff. As far as cars go, um, I've had a little bit of everything, but uh, probably my number one to grab and go cruising in. Uh, second gen Camaro. I've got an old 77 Z28 I've had for Jesus 42 years. I've had this car and uh, it's just fun to jump in. It's a four speed roll through the gears and it's just, it's just a cool car to cruise out in. 
Sounds like it. Man, you can't beat that Camaro. I'll tell you what, that's not that's a nice ride. Uh, we are drinking, uh, we're getting twisted tonight. You know, we're keeping it classy over here. <laughs> a little twisted tea action? Yeah, keep keep your eye out for my picture on the side of the can one of these days. I'm going to get that, <laughs> get that on. Uh, if I had a choice pre-2000s uh, for me, man, it's the, I mean, color Quicksilver, 96 Supra, Turbo. I mean, that's oh, that, God, yeah. that That was the first first supercar. I mean, to me, it's a supercar still to this day that I ever ever got to really clean or detail. And that is that is the car that I've barred none that I would enjoy to, to take a stroll down the road in. I like it. I like it. And we got a we got a first timer, Randy, as uh, as you came on a second ago, introduced the beer, man. Once again, thank you so much for sending me the beer. Uh, but uh, thanks thanks for hopping in, man. Great to great to meet you. Where are you from? I appreciate it. Uh, originally from Massachusetts, and after bouncing around the whole country, I've uh, settled down in Helena, Alabama, right by Birmingham. So yeah, I, I guess you pass right? through it on your way to the beach every summer. Yep. Bingo! Outside of Birmingham, it, tell I mean, tell everybody I'm not lying. That South Shoot, that highway coming out of Birmingham, worst highway you could ever be. I was gonna say when when you start hitting potholes that feel like moguls, that that's when you reach Birmingham, and you know the road turns just total shit. That's that's us. Yeah, but and, that traffic going more down to fight. yeah, that traffic going down to the ocean out of Birmingham, brutal. Oh, insane. Yeah, I deal with it. Uh, that's my commute home, but I used to work in the office. It was uh, 17 miles, hour and a half. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I've, I've lived everywhere and complained about traffic everywhere, and it's it's pretty bad here for as small a city as it is. It's it's pretty solid, man. It's pretty bad traffic. All right, man. What are you sipping on tonight? What's your cruising car? Let's see. Tonight I'm working on... A uh, good people, hazy snake, the little brother of uh, Snake Handler. Yeah, so that's what I had the other day. Yeah, great beer. I love it, Derek. It's a real nice hazy to it. Zero Ooh. bitter, right here in this one. I, I've got, I've got in this V neck where I've got a little bit of. There's a little bit of bite to it. There's a little yeah. bit of bite. That yeah, one you got there, man. So smooth. Such a great beer. This Ooh. is one of the. I usually have these in the fridge, and uh, anytime somebody that likes beers that that stops by, they have one of these, and they typically take one for the ride home. Uh, they're they're great. I love these things. I'm lucky to have them. They're right down the street too. We've got, dang, there are a dozen breweries, you know, within 15 miles of the house, which is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. What's your cruising car? All right, I'm not afraid of anybody stealing mine. I'm going a little. Off the wall. I'm going pre <laughs> pre two thousands, and I'm going back to the nineteen eighty six uh, AMC Eagle. Oh my god! <laughs> so oh, that, oh, that okay. it's strictly out of nostalgia and experience. Where I thought uh, back in the day when I was a snowboarder in the early nineties, I thought those were really cool. It was uh, well, four yeah. wheel drive, you know, uh, first crossover. I guess you could say it was a four wheel drive yeah, station wagon. Definitely. So and, you like uh, cars that uh that want to rattle you to death at forty miles an hour? No. Oh, oh, you mean top speed? Solid. Yeah. Solid. Downhill. Solid. Downhill. Um, <laughs> so I, I drove that car from Oregon to Vermont, and oh. the radio the radio broke the first day. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> let me no. let me tell you this: you from a body shop guy. Himself. From a body shop guy, you wouldn't worry about hitting anything in that car because those things are tanks, man. 
Yeah, that thing was oh. indestructible. Other than the transmission that couldn't handle the weight that way. And probably the <laughs> gas mileage couldn't handle that weight. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, that was when gas was cheap. <laughs> I got to go in the opposite direction of you, man. Nobody cared. I, I got to swing the other way. I've got to say post-2000s. That's my only frame of reference, really. I want to drive something from, from pre, but, like, man, get me – I'll take my Mini any day. There we go. It's a 2011. I'll take it <laughs> all day, any day. It's, it's, it's my baby. You guys know that. Um, I'm sipping on rum and Coke tonight. It's inside right now. I'm out here checking on the grill because tonight we are making bratwurst on Hawaiian rolls. Um, hey. Damn, I meant to get sauerkraut, but I totally forgot to get sauerkraut. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but bratwurst on Hawaiian rolls, and I'm going to make some potato wedges type fries deal to go with it. And that'll be that. And I'm making uh, basically meal prep for the week. Yeah. So hey. do that. Talk to us about those Hawaiian rolls, man. Hawaiian rolls mixed with the saltiness of, oh, yeah, that's got to be. Oh, man. It's, it's the sweetness of the Hawaiian rolls. You know, you get the savoriness of the dog. I'll throw a little goat cheese on there um, to get Wait some creaminess yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, it's lost me there. And then uh, yeah. some spicy mayo on top. And hopefully, I'm gonna I'm be able to crisp up those buns on the grill too. So it's gonna, mm, mm, it's gonna come together. Hey Nick, how do you, how do you do your brats, Nick? On the grill, straight up, cook them till they're almost black, and then yeah, just try the hell out of them. Do do any beer braising or onions or peppers or anything with them? I'm way too lazy for that shit. That's a good idea. I've never tried that. So, oh. I, yeah, maybe someday. Peppers, onions, beer, soak them in the air. air. Then throw them in the oven for a few minutes. Absolutely. Spot on. Hey, good Nick, idea. I got a quick tip for you. Not that I know how to cook compared to you, but for okay. grilling, if you're grilling some meat on the grill and you want a good beer flavor, get the cheapest beer you can find. Let it mm-hmm. bake out in the sun in the backyard for about a week. And then when you're ready to grill on the in the weekend, crack that bad boy open. Don't sniff it. Just pour it right on your meat while it's on the grill. Sounds like a great way to get really sick. I'll do it. It's not. Trust me. <laughs> Trust. Just don't use well, Bud Light, huh? Oh no, no. That's yeah, too no, you rich. need a hoppy you get, beer. Yeah, you gotta hoppy use like work. Milwaukee's best. Oh, <laughs> real cheap. I'm sick oh, of Bush Light, God. man. Thanks. <laughs> well, guys. Tonight I have from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, which is actually in upstate New York. Um, it's called Pacific Dawn, and it is a dry hopped with Cascade Centennial and Mosaic hops. And Marty, it is it the bitterest, bitterest of bitterest IPAs. It is pretty. Uh, it, it's good, but it's it's bittery as hell. It's not like that Vienna Lager that Dale guy. I love that beer. I actually had a liquor store near me order that stuff from that brewery because it was so good but uh as far as cars go i'm gonna go post 2000 and i want my 1997 ford explorer i used to have i don't know why it, it uh <laughs> the one window it was the eddie bauer edition ford explorer so it had the wood trim it had yeah, the running boards those leather the, seats those the, are yes. still one of some of the most comfortable they mm-hmm. are i mean Next to who was it? Uh, was it Chevy that had the big, uh, the big bucket type, the big huge seats that you could sit in, and you would just kind of like sink back into them. Those were so wonderful, nice. But those Ford, those Ford seats were wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
that that Explorer, uh, when we finally did get rid of it, had uh, over four hundred thousand miles on it. And my oh. buddies would call it the Exploder because it just it was Explorer tank. It would never die. Um, somebody threw a football at it, and I had the rain guards on it. Knocked the rain guards off. The plastic <laughs> went flying and stuff. When we first got it, the one window didn't work. We put a new radio in it, and I just loved driving it. Like I just would. But we had I could have another car. And I just loved that Explorer. The four wheel drive would get stuck, but it just Something about it. I always, you know, you see the people that they're driving, they got the arm out the window. I I was known to have just my one arm, so I get sunburned on just the one arm. Because I always have my arm. That's how people knew it was me. Like, oh, there goes Derek. I know there's there's no <laughs> one But uh I, I miss that explorer. Like it was such I'd take that car. I didn't care how bad it was. I think I think every day. It was such a cool car. All right. I am drinking a PBR. And they so I stopped and grabbed some PBR because it was pretty good for a dollar, you know, right? Heck yeah. Lucas is PBR. You can throw you can throw PBR on the on the veggies. Trash. Right yep. in the trash. <laughs> no, no, no. Trash. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. PBR or Bud Light? I'm going PBR all day long. Oh, PBR yeah. all the way. Oh, yeah, PBR. PBR. All day. Blue ribbon only. PBR. Well, you know, some of us have taste buds <laughs> with standards somewhere. Listen, dude, this beer might have just knocked mine out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so my oh. car, I'm, I'm jumping back in my 94 Firebird. Yes, sir. Ooh. He tops out, cruising around. Couldn't beat that sound. Best sound ever. Dale, what year did the Firebird change? Was that 93, 94? Uh, through there. Oh, two was the first year of the third gen, if I'm correct. Oh, two. What's that? 98. No, yeah, but in the 90s, there was some type of changeover because I had a buddy that got a Firebird and it had changed models somewhere in the early to mid 90s. I remember it was like 91, 92, I think, is when it okay. kind of changed over that newer style. Yeah, that's what, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 90, 92 was the first year of the third gen. You're right. Okay, cool. Yeah, good choice. I, I remember I had a buddy in high school that bought one. And I, yeah, it was a great car to go cruise. We, yeah. Great car to go cruise. You're right. Yeah, they were the they were the LT1 motors, and then I guess '98 they swapped over to the LS motors. Yep, I'm about to get it out and start uh restoring it again, so be on the lookout. Hey, there we go again. Yeah, it's been my, my, so long, so. Yep. good catch, my, my, Lucas. Lucas didn't let that one slide. He goes <laughs> again. What do you mean again? Well, it's just been sitting for a long time, so <laughs> I guess I can get it out, and get it polished up. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got one in the garage. It's, it's kind of the same way, Lucas. You know, I started it and kind of had to put it on pause, but the Wagoneer, it's it's going to get started again. So I, I got to change some brake lines and do some stuff in the back, and uh, then I can finally get it out to go drive once I get it tagged. So, all right, Brandon from uh, Shawshank, uh, taking a little break. I, I see you're working on a, a car. Well, I guess that's a truck. What, what are you doing on the truck? Uh, we had to do a single stage polish and we're laying some dose on the paint and the plastic and some Uno on the wheels. It's a brand new tra Trail Boss GMC. Beautiful truck. Really nice. A GMC. Um, I'm, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the polish part was not as, as <laughs> easy as it's supposed to be. And I don't know how many 
coatings you've laid on this paint either. That never wipes off as easy as it should either. It's, yep, he's right. Um, no, I got CPS a picture the other day from somebody struggling with Trey on on a vehicle, and he sent me the photo, and I go, "Soft GM black paint." <laughs> he's like, uh, "Yeah." I was like, mm, "Yeah." Yep. Okay. Did so you, here's what you need stop? to do, and I walked him through it. But I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that soft GM black paint ain't fun." Absolutely. Did so you tell what him are you get, get the sand? Did you tell him get the sanding? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> With Trey. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. I found a tall boy at the store right. on the, uh, that's a shop, and man, you guys were right. This is this is delicious. Yeah, this delicious. <laughs> yeah, this is. I can see how this could be dangerous. Dangerous, man. And as far as my car, um, I never chimed in on some other people. Uh, D DJ, my first car I ever drove, it was an Explorer, and I used to whip that sideways in the college parking lot in the snow. It was See? a lot of fun. See? So did I. <laughs> and then Brandon, uh, the, my client has a yellow WS6 that I fully uh, redid all the, the vinyl on, and that car is gorgeous. Love it. But I'm going to pick, I love my SQ5. But Audi recently in the past year decided to give the SQ5 steroids and create something all completely new. And in the past year, I've done about six RSQ8s. And oh, man, I would love to drive one. Yeah. They, they are awesome. It's got the Lamborghini motor. It's essentially mm -hmm. the Lamborghini, but it looks so much better. Than mine. Makes sense. <clears throat> Makes sense. Good call. All right, we got a late joiner, I guess, uh, coming in just a hair, uh, yeah, Mr. Dustin bit. Stanley. But you made the cut before the doors <laughs> closed. You made the cut right in. Uh, I, you made the cut right as the doors were closing. Good to see you, Dustin. Uh, Good to see you guys. Glad you accepted me this hey. evening. <laughs> Need some entertainment. I had to. I uh, had to run back to the shop. My in-laws are in town, so. Uh... <laughs> Get some peace and quiet over here, and <laughs> one of my buddies had to pick up his truck. So works out well. I'm sitting at the bar and uh, having myself a nice Kentucky vanilla barrel cream oh, ale. Yes, oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, love this beer. Uh, actually, picked up two six packs of it while we were down at Summersville this past weekend. So, uh, but as for cars, I I'm gonna shock you guys with this one. I think you'll Dodge really truck. like it. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm excited uh, to hear this. All right. So from 2004 to 2006, Dodge made an SRT 10. Oh, yes. And, uh, yes, they did. Yeah, so the, so the SRT 10 ramp with the, the Viper engine. Yes. I want, I want a single cab so bad I can't stand it. And eventually I'm going to own one, but – they're, they're hard to come by. Either have a, I had a customer yeah, with a blue one with the white racing stripes. Oh, man. If I could find silver, <laughs> you know, nice and clean, not beat to death. The problem is, is you either find them with really low miles and people want $30-some-thousand yep. for them, or you or the other find end. them with 200,000 miles and they're they're ready to go to the junkyard. Yep. <laughs> There's no in-between. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. So uh, I would love to have one of those, man. It'd be a blast to drive and just enjoy it. Derek, what are you shaking it is your official. head for? It's official, what? right? 
this is what I've always said about Dodge guys, especially Dodge truck guy. Once they drive a Dodge, they just seem to always, <laughs> right? You can pick any car. What does he pick? He still picks a Dodge. Like, <laughs> but, but Marty, so that's impressive. Dodge truck that's, guy. That's a good pick, though. That's a, that's a, Stanley, man. That's a very he is good pick. 100% Dodge truck guy to a T. I got you back, Dustin. Don't worry. Yeah, that's a nice truck. He's got your back with more dodges, is what he's mean. That's what he's mean. All right, so this would be let's go over uh uh this is this is should be something quick and easy. But it's a post that I've seen and people asking is, you know, all right, I've got these, I've got these floor mats, right? I got some rubber floor mats, right? So we all know you're going to clean them, some type of cleaner spray down. I would go with TRX, Derek, right? Like huge TRX oh, yeah. for this application. You don't have any of the caustics, the solvents. You don't have anything that's going to white out the plastic. So I'd, I'd definitely go pre-spray with a little water, get stuff cleaned off the best you can, get some uh, TRX in there, scrub it in, rinse it off. But then the question arises, which can create some uniqueness to it, right? Like, how do you dry them, right? It should be pretty simple to go around the room, but everybody has a little bit different. This is what some of the questions that I'd seen ask about. So in a real quick thing, just so you can spit out, so if somebody gets it, we'll be done with this segment in like two minutes. So how do you dry these rubber floor mats after you've cleaned them. First of all, you grab your tornador hooked up to your air pressure hose. Not the tornador. <laughs> oh yeah, best air tool, best tool. Blast them puppies dry. Quick wipe with a towel. Move on. Nick's not here, is he? He will he be in a few seconds. I'm sure. In a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> He's been summoned. Yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice. 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 Did there someone in here say tornador? <laughs> yeah, he, he, his ears are ringing. Um, yeah, mine, I, I do the, the floor mats first. So I'll get them all clean. I'll throw them out in the parking lot, let the sun dry them off, keep rolling on the car. Life works good. Pretty easy. Randy? Oh, no, it's so Brian. Go ahead. I take my aggravation out, shake them real good, <laughs> flip them upside down, and let them sit till I'm done with the job and wipe off the backs and roll them inside. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm using a, a Metro Blaster, just blast them with some mm -hmm. air, uh, maybe a spurts of uh, of slick if they're kind of dry looking or oxidized, and a, a 500 plus microfiber tile wipe them off if need be. Solid, solid. I'll I'll just throw them outside, let them get in the sun if it's sunny. Um, mm -hmm. Spot clean them with vinyl cleaner and a rag. Um, once they're dry, just wipe off any extra spots. That's it. I usually will TRX them. I usually take whatever soap I'm using and I'll spray the foam cannon in them, clean them, throw them out and let the sun do its thing. And that's, that's it. Real simple. Yep. Sun and air. That's, that's what we use. Yeah. TRX, um, lay them upside down. And then when I'm done with the job, I flip them up and I use, I have drying towels for my wheels. I'll use that. Mm -hmm. Yep, so pretty similar like everybody else for TRX and uh, scrub them down, but just grab the grab the blow gun and blow them off, shove them back in the car. I didn't hear anybody, and this is interesting, right? This is why I asked, part of why I asked the question is to see what all different things, right? So common ones, 
let the sun, let the environment, let some air, right? Nobody dried them off with the microfiber towel? Nobody. I only, I only do that if, if, I, if I forget to clean them. Like if I forget to clean them in the beginning, but most of the time I do in the beginning, air dry them. Yeah, all good. I just wanted to point out the fact that everybody said one thing and nobody dry, just simply grabbed a towel and dried them off. I go round and about, right? I got all kinds of randomness. I'll leave some sitting there. I'll some dry them off. I'll do all kinds of different things. So to me, it's kind of whatever the, the temperature of the day is, especially in Oklahoma, whether or not they're going to dry or not, if I can leave them out or if right. I need to blow them off and dry them off myself. So here's the interesting thing that came out of the HyperClean Specialist Group, and it came out of the uh, a podcast that we did recently when we were talking about wagons, right? Like it was super fun. And uh, Brian, not the Brian that's here tonight, but we had Brian uh, inside of the specialist group. You know, he was laughing about, and this is where I want to, I want to ask the question, right? Like what's the most laughable add-on that you've seen when somebody wants to start building out a car? Cause for him, he was making the laughable joke about the wagon guys that love to put the car, you know, the luggage carriers on top of their car and never actually ever use them, right? Like I I did, a lot of people have known Jim from from Carsmetology. We did some some road trips together. We've done something like, when she put her little luggage rack on hers, I was like, Jen, what are you doing? She's like, oh, it just looks great. Like, so she nailed it right to the T. Like, I, I think that's super hilarious. But for me, uh, I'll answer the question. Like for me, it's still the Jeep guys. And I, I, I just <laughs> laugh like the snorkels on a Jeep. Yeah. Like, oh my God. My Jeep, when I joined a Jeep group, Lies. they, they did not let me go do a lot of stuff because I was a mall crawler is what they called me mm-hmm. instead of a <laughs> rock crawler. But I'm like, listen guys, y'all got so much shit all over your Jeep and you never use them. You'll never use that snorkel. Half of you will never use that winch. Like the winch on the front of the Jeep looks cool, but my metal bumper on my Jeep that still has the holes for me to put a winch on, I've still yet to go to Harbor Freight and spend the hundred bucks to get the cheapest winch I could possibly find just so I can have a, a winch on the front of my Jeep and people stop asking me, well, where's your winch on the front of the Jeep? So that for me is the, the laughable add-on of what people do. This is a rough one. I'm probably going to go with uh, the stick on wings people put on the backs of their cars. There's Those are hilarious. way too yeah. damn many of them things rolling around my town. We have one Audi that rolls around my town. You guys might even see him if you're in any car groups on Facebook. He's got probably 15 of the AutoZone stick on wings from the back from his <laughs> windshield all the way down the back of his car and all kinds of shit down the side. So yeah, basically any aero mods you get from AutoZone that you just stick on with adhesive, I think look horrible and serve about as much much function as uh yeah, they're just terrible. As as bad as that is, I hear you, but I'm gonna raise you the undercar neon guy. The, oh, the undercar lights is just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my oh, damn life. Oh, Dale, I got to disagree. I, I'm happy that underglow <laughs> is coming back. I love underglow. <laughs> Dale, what's your deal uh, with yeah, the glow? It just don't do a damn thing for me, man. If you like it, it floats <laughs> your boat. It's yeah. more power to you. Yeah. 
What about Dale, the guys that have gotten into this truck and, you know, on the squatter trucks and then they Ooh. put the lights on the inside of the wheels. So it's rolling around as a squatted truck and the lights rolling on the wheels. You like that guy? Though, well, I, I will say this being in Virginia, I'm not too far away from Carolina and that Carolina squat seems to drift across the, the border a little bit up here. And that is, that is okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's backtrack. Carolina squats, the stupidest damn thing. Now I guess the <laughs> ultimate will be a Carolina squat with undercar neons. That would be the ultimate idiot car. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go the, I don't know if you've seen them. I don't know if you've been lucky enough to see them. Uh, if you're on TikTok, you probably yeah. see them. But the guys like in Texas that run like the, the older Cadillacs, like the 80s and stuff, and they got the center cat sticks out about we'll say about oh five yeah feet. <laughs> and and um, we got about five feet of center cast sticking out i mean it's like a dayton back in the back in the 90s he had date i mean i had dayton's on a truck but sure. they had little center caps the, these things stick out you know good five six feet they and, uh, point to them right like this yeah. giant point that goes out yeah. yep yeah and never forget the one on the trunk too that's sticking out oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ass horn <laughs> oh man i i think for me i don't know if it's the most ridiculous but kind of a sad one is the uh oh the ppf strips they put inside their their door handle cups i'm a yeah oh my god i had a friend that wanted me to do up his car and I, i did it and you know it had some a little more labor intensive than I thought. And he had those in there and I, I should have took them out. And I left him in and let it go back to him. And I, I still to this day feel bad about that. That should have gone. <laughs> they just look Man. so bad. They, they look worse than what they're trying to prevent after yeah. week when they get all dirt clogged in the sides of it. And they, you know, they don't know how to clean them. They look awful. Mm. And our I'm body surprised nobody said that. Out. God, what a bear. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Cooking with Nick. Hold on. Dale, what'd you say? Yeah, is the body shop guy having to pull those off to repaint a door or something like that? Oh, my God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Ugh. That would suck. I'm surprised nobody said badging yet. Like, extra badging that you can get, like, from AutoZone or really any kind of, like, stick-on chrome. Ugh. Just, ugh. Straight from Wish.com. <laughs> get out of here. Well, how about a debadging that doesn't polish afterwards? <laughs> ugh. Also. <laughs> I see a lot of that. Ooh. All right, update Ooh. on the food. Ooh. Cooking with no. Nick. Got the uh, got the sausages. Got kielbasa down here on the front. Bratwurst on the back. On the heat. Buns about ready to go on the toaster. On the grill. Fries are in the air fryer. Should be How ready often to do you turn those sausages minutes. right? Because you got to get them going and get them turning before they they release too much grease and burn. Right? Then they get the flames and boy, that's I like fun that. on the grill. I like that. I, I like that flamey like crispiness on the outside that's why i grow them okay i love that i don't want them charred like black as hell but i want them real quick <laughs> yeah, no wizard fingers <laughs> oh, <I'm good>. nah. <laughs> so i'm surprised you guys have not said this and nobody said this but i have one customer that has the carbon fiber bolt-on pieces on every single piece of the interior sure. and i'm not just talking about i'm talking the mirrors the the front the little emblem on the steering wheel all around the uh, air like events and stuff those little carbon fiber little outlines you can just slap on horrible because I did one of his cars and I actually knocked a piece off and I because I was just going by the whole thing flew off 
I pushed it back on. I told him about it. He goes, yeah, it fell off last week. It's okay. And I'm like, bro, take it off then. So this is junk, like all junk. Uh, being, being from South Carolina, I was going to say the Carolina squat, but since y'all took all that, we'll go with uh, girls' monograms on the back of their cars. I said, whoa, whoa, you. whoa, whoa. Tramp <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so you gotta take Dude, it. If off. they don't, if, if they don't got it, I, I mean, I can't mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah. Uh, the really bad negative camber is ridiculous. Yeah, there you go. Like you have, you go up and someone wins a trophy for the show. You ask him what he did to his car. He bought airbags and made his wheels go like this. That's a, <laughs> that's a build. John, a stance, that, look, stance, look, yeah. Custom. Is, custom. Yeah, Man, I I, I'm going with uh, the, the dudes that run mud tires on stretched wheels, <laughs> the, the stretch mud tires on the real wide wheels. <laughs> and then things are just straight, like bro, you're just cruising the, you're just cruising to the mall, chill out. You're hanging out at Sheets. <laughs> so, <laughs> I must have the yeah. <laughs> There's worse things I mean, to do, I'm sure. I mean, you, you look at you look at my truck, like my truck ain't going off road, and I got freaking drag radials on it. <laughs> so that's my pet peeve. I don't hey, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me jump in here. One thing, uh, one thing Dustin's leaving off is the sheets in West Virginia have pepperoni rolls. And if you've never had a pepperoni roll, you haven't lived. Yeah, but those, those aren't the good pepperoni rolls. Those are the, well, it depends on if it's the sheets brand. Occasionally they'll get them from like small, you know, the small town bakeries. Um, but uh, definitely if you look on the rack first thing in the morning, you can usually get some fresh ones that are from a local bakery. Uh, cause she tried awesome. going, well, she tried doing something funky that ended up in like a lawsuit. <laughs> they tried to, they tried to rebrand to make their own pepperoni roll and West Virginia did not like that very much. And, uh, sure. it was a legitimate lawsuit. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yep. The mud tires on, on pavement princesses, not buying it. All right, I'm diving into beer number two, or this is from Chandelier Island Brewing. This is Lysmack, right? And this is what's funny. It's got a uh, a fisherman holding a bunch of fish and then another fish down the bottom. We can all imagine the lies that people tell when it comes to fishing stories, right? <laughs> definitely. It happened all the time. Uh, this is definitely a lot easier to drink. It's much, uh, Randy, right? Like, like that other one, it took me a little bit to keep sipping down, but this one, you can definitely drink it through a little bit faster. I can't believe you can taste it after V-neck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, I, I wanted, you know, there's a fear that a lot of fishermen have, right? They go out and they they don't catch any fish, or they, 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 you know, you know, there are all kinds of fears that happen. But there's ultimately a fear, especially with people that are fly fishing. When I've gone out fly fishing, if you go to talk to people that are out in the, the wilds of like Alaska or something, and then a bear comes up, you're like, yeah, that's the, the worst fear for them. Made me start thinking, okay, what are the fears that are in detailing? There's a lot of fears that people have when they're having a detail shop. And I'd really like to know from you guys, what are some of those fears and 
if you've had one, did any of them come true? Now, if, if you didn't have one that came true, all good. Just what have you heard of some of the biggest fears? Cool. If you don't have anything, bump on. But for me, the biggest fear that I, you know, a lot of people had had was, and it still is true today, is, well, do I make my employees and people sign a non-compete? Because I'm really scared that they're going to take my customers and go start their own business. It's a fear. It's a regular fear that so many people have. And it's one that came true for me too. I helped groom a guy out of a car wash and we grew a mobile detailing business. And then suddenly there was no more money coming in and I had to call the guy and go, Hey man, we got a little problem here. And he goes, Oh no, all those customers just left and went over to another company. Oh, what company? Oh, the company you started. My company. Gotcha. We got a problem here and something major happened, right? A fear that so many of us have can come true, right? It does happen. I'm really curious from you guys. What are some of the fears that you have had? And if you've had one of them come true, Dustin, I know you had, and this is why, this is why I brought up this question, but you're going last. All right. So uh, just as a little bit of a thought that this would apply to what Marty just said, um, as of February 1, uh, there's a new propo proposed rule that hasn't gone through from the FTC that would effectively ban and nullify all existing and future non-compete agreements nationwide across all 50 states. So if any of your past employees or present employees sign non-competes when they leave, those will be null and void. Um, it sounds like it's going to go through. I don't know if it is or not for sure, obviously, but um, just so you guys are aware, if if that's something that's part of your business and factors into your local com competition, uh, those are going to be completely null and void, um, yeah. including past contracts you may have if it goes through. So keep your eye on that. Um, wow. As far as my as far as my personal fears. Uh, the thing I've always feared the most isn't polishing paint or exterior damage because, you know, at worst, I got to get a panel repainted, which is a couple 300 bucks at the body shop that I've used in the past. So I'm not super scared about that. The thing that's always kind of been a little more terrifying to me is interior stuff. I see a lot of guys that are way too cavalier with too much liquid, too much steam, and they damage electronics. Uh, and cars nowadays, everything's a, a button or a computer screen. And I know f I, I don't personally have to know from experience. Luckily, I've always been careful enough, but I've heard some horror stories that, uh, you know, even older cars as old as 2006, 2007, some of those touchscreens, radio consoles, stuff like that, things are 12, 13, 15, couple grand to get replaced because you don't just get it repainted you got to replace the whole unit if you soak it with too much liquid or you damage it in the wrong way just this last week i had a 2012 gmc yukon in for a gift card detail and it was thoroughly fucked to put it lightly it was it was nasty but anyway i did did the interior and i usually am wise enough to take some pictures do a quick once over to make sure that what already has damage note it uh this one i slacked a little bit i was just trying to get it out the door so i could start making some money because it was a gift card detail 
I finish the detail and I start the truck to back it out, radio, it does not turn on. All the climate controls and everything, everything else works, but the radio itself doesn't turn on. So my soul left my body and I turned white because I'm like, oh shit. Because, you know, we all do that. Look it up on Rock Auto, this part, $800. So I'm like, oh snap. Because it was the fancy, you know, nav screen. It wasn't just the knob and the buttons. It was the actual screen radio. So Mm. I quick popped the hood uh, to see if I blew a fuse or something. Popped the hood, popped the fuse box. There's not even a fuse in there. So the the guy when he dropped it off there was no fuse in there so the radio didn't even turn on when i pulled it in the shop but i didn't notice mentally oh the radio doesn't turn on so wow it worked out fine i didn't hurt the radio he said it was broken anyway Holy crap <laughs> uh yeah so yeah i guess piece of advice is just maybe care a little bit more about the interior than what some some of us might or it, uh it could be the most expensive mistake you make yeah, that's a real good point. Real good point. Checking those out, make sure they work. But if a car first comes in, it's mm-hmm. a good idea, also. Yep. On I, the, you, uh, I, yeah. On the, the non compete deal, Virginia is a right to work state. So non competes really don't hold up. When we left the body shop world, uh, my contract had a non compete in it, but my attorney said it wasn't a big deal in Virginia. So it, it may well be coming down you know, the pike nationwide. You're right. Nick Walters talks about non competes too, is like, Non-competes are only as valid as the person that is going to go enforce yep. them. Mm-hmm. Somebody doesn't true. want to enforce them and spend all the money with the lawyer. Non-compete really means nothing. You still got yep. to enforce. Yep. Now, my biggest fear being an old guy, I'm probably twice as old as anybody on here anyway, um, is getting hurt. Whoa. Whoa. You know, stepping. At, I'm probably probably close to twice of you. What are you at? I'm 40. You? Uh, so you're not, you're I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I, got, I got 50% on you anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, getting hurt, uh, stepping off of a ladder, stepping off of a stool, yeah, good call, um, anything good like call. that. Yeah. You're, you're out. I mean, just something simple as tripping over a, uh, a hose. Um, it's age, it's Dale. It's age that makes you say that. And I don't mean that negative. <laughs> I mean that positive. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I, many I young people like don't think to. about that until you roll that ankle until you yep. like, we've, we've shared stories of people that got out of their truck. They weren't paying attention. Next thing I know they slip and they broke their arm and now they can't detail like you you don't yep. think about injuries when you're young but as yep. you get older and things happen you go oh yeah i just really hope i'm in the same spot man i'm i'm as focused as i am with a lot so many stuff and i'm going as long as nothing you know health wise happens right like everything seems to be going in that right direction that i'm with you man i'm i'm yep. like please nothing health wise like one of the reasons I stopped driving race cars, bouncing off the walls at, at yep. 50 plus. That wasn't a lot of fun, man. So, yeah. Mine is pretty easy. Um, it's what keeps me up at night. It's a unhappy customer. And it's just like the simplest thing, but I have like anxiety. I'll, I'll be in bed at like three o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, shit, I don't think those guys lifted up this or you know, they forgot to take tape on this piece. I think I remember I'll, I'll go on cameras at night and be like, Ah, man, they didn't take this thing. I, they left piece of tape on uh, this, this boat tram or something. And uh, this guy's not going to be happy. I mean, it's the dumbest crap in the world. But it's just like the simplest thing. You, you just, you know, you never want to let anybody down or, you know, they, they come 
complain. It's not like they're going to be ticked off. That honestly, if they saw it, they probably you know they're they're usually regular customers. They laugh it off, be like, ah oh, man, you guys forgot to do that. But man, it's just like it. It's a it's a bad thing for me. Is like just mm-hmm. somebody being not upset, but just kind of let down. Like man, I thought you know it'd be it'd be this or that. And it doesn't happen. I mean, it happens. I mean, everybody, it happens with everybody. You always got somebody that's, you know, you, you can't make everybody happy and you, you screw up stuff. I mean, it, that's what happens. You screw up crap. Um, if you, if you do enough of it, you're going to break shit. You're going to, you know, uh, miss something or not do something right. But it, it's, it's uh, definitely a, a fear of mine. It's just, you know, uh, a let down customer, or unhappy customer. Man, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I lose <laughs> sleep over the same thing. And, and I was never like that. And then I got employees and I was like, uh, yeah, just yeah. always losing sleep, wondering, like, uh, the truck we just let go tonight, that's a buddy of mine. The main concern it was in here for was to get the paint straightened out. I didn't spray out the bed on this thing. Right. We totally don't. forgot, got busy, was focused on the other stuff. It's not a big deal with my buddy. Uh, he's not going to care, but it still bothers me. Like, uh, what if that bothers it? You know, that right. type of thing. Overthinking, man. That's, that's yep. who we are. That's what we do. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I was trying to find the right angle with this one. And I, when, when it comes to actually something keeping me up at night or, or waking up in a cold sweat, I, I think it's uh, missing the brake pedal. <laughs> Move, moving a car and just I, I i've never done it i don't know why but i've literally had nightmares usually in my own vehicle but you know we move a lot of cars and vehicles that we're not familiar with it may be the first time you've been mm-hmm. in it it may have some funny setup or, or something usually the brake pedals in the same spot i mean let's be real with that but but that's the the, the nightmare that i've had before in real life where it's like uh I, I've woken up in a panic because I, I missed the brake pedal and slammed into something. <laughs> that, that'd be it for me. Hey, I have done that. Oh, you I've have? done that. <laughs> I mean, at, at work, like clip the corner a little too hard, hit the pylon in front of the bay. Oh yeah, I've done that. Turn turn yeah, the corner and up. and uh, oh, all right, this car needs a bumper now. Yeah, I've I've done that. Hold Thank on, let me go first. get on. Let me go get Brandon Tim's shirt that he sent me, and it'll say that'll buff out. Oh. Right <laughs> it's just what happens. I, I I took a um boat backing up. Uh, I backed up a boat this week. Had outriggers on it, and outriggers sit you know twelve foot off the back of the boat. They sit past the back of the boat. I didn't see an outriggers on it. It's backing up to the bay door. Got it. Oh. Got the bay door open. I got a fourteen foot door. I started backing up and didn't see an outriggers. I saw the motor was clear. I back up to the door. Those outriggers drove right into that bay door and went right up in the bay door, snapped them in half. Oh, and, no. And, and just destroyed them on a – I mean, outriggers are $1,500. Order them set next day, but there's 1500 bucks right there. Gone. <coughs> and, you know. God damn and, right. Like, oh, got, I mean, it, it makes you sick, but it yeah. – Guy was like, man, I'm sorry it happened to you. I was like, no, man, it's fine. And, yeah, it's my fault. I should have, I should have, you know, been more conscious of it, but – you know, it's still, man, it makes you nauseous to your stomach when you, I mean, you hear them, I mean, you're sitting in a truck, you just hear them snapping, you know exactly what yeah. they are. And it's what, like, what was that noise? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, shit shit happens, man. It, you, it, there wouldn't be good days if you didn't have bad days. That's the way I look right. at it. Man, true, you guys, are talking, guys are talking I gotta about say, um, these, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Nick, yeah. I was say, you guys are talking about all these uh, 
customer situations keep me up at night. I mean, my biggest fear is uh, when you got people that call they call you in to do something, and when they explain the issue to you, you're like, okay, that that's that's damage on the material. I'm not going to be able to fix that. But you explain that to them over the phone, and then you show up and you reiterate that you're not going to be able to fix the damage material on the car. Like, so I had a lady call. And she had the sticky dash all over her, um, her, she had a camera. It was that really sticky where you put your hand on it and it'll leave a handprint. Well, she had a golden retriever and all dog's hair had basically, and I cleaned it up as much as I could. And I literally, I told her on the phone, listen, like, I'm not going to sit there and try to get, cause you could not peel each end of it. And she had hair all the way up to where the, where the windshield was. So I explained it to her. The rest of the interior was just was hammered, but all she cared about was that dash. But she didn't care about all the the French fries and all the crap that we got. <laughs> all the things we got. She just cared about that damn dash. But so when we were done, I went and had to go talk to her. Hey, listen, like I, you know, we did our best. And she, the first thing she said is, "Oh man, I thought you could get it all out." And I was like, "No, I told you on the phone. Like I'm not gonna be able to." And I I felt so bad, but I was like, "Listen, like." So then when I started explaining to her, like, listen, if you're going to let it pay, I'm going to be here for seven hours trying to pull each little hair out. She goes, oh, no, no, like, don't worry about it. Like, it already looks good. Like, you're good. And she was end up being happy, but I was just, I felt, I was, like, scared. I was, like, in my stomach, like, oh, crap. I hope it pisses this lady off. But she was happy. I'd be terrified of, like, damaging interior bits on an exotic, like, or spilling something in a seat of an exotic. To the point where like now that OCS sensor doesn't work or like imagine spilling a bottle of like APC or TRX on like say a GT3 RS seat or something that's like or any any seat any exotic seat that has like a little holes in it uh, oh. materials and then it damages the OCS and oh that's a whole seat oh it's $5,200 like oh that I, I'm kind of a klutz like that like Sometimes I will leave bottles like in a floorboard or on a seat or something. And I'm careful, like make sure to make sure the bottle's not wet, but having one spill and damage the seat. Oh my God. Ooh. Terrifying. Hey Nick, how about this? What if the part's been discontinued and you can't even buy the damn thing anymore? Junkyard. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh, it's spec to sample. Oh, yeah. Oh, made yeah. Dogs yeah. In, a, in a junkyard. <laughs> That'd be rough. I think my biggest fear, uh, especially when we go out mobile, is like just getting in a wreck or something. Oh, yeah. Driving around. Not, yeah. Not, not even damaging anybody's car or anything. It's just like somebody hits me or something, then I'm out of commission for. Or, Brandon, what about if you're in the shop, right? And somebody wants you to pick up their car? Like, I'm covered, no problem. Insurance is there, but I'm always, I love that you said that, man, because I am. I'm usually yep. there white oh, knuckle. Yeah. Anytime I pick up a customer's car, I'm 10 and 2. Like, yep. I will not look at my phone, not even at a red light. Like, I am eyes and your head on a swivel. I haven't turned the radio off. Like, I just want complete silence mm-hmm. all the way to, to where I'm dropping it. Oh, just I'm focus. Glad you said that. Yeah, my, my fear with detailing is probably I, 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 I always fear that I'm not going to hit my goals as a business. And I'm not going to be and where I want to be. So I, it, sometimes that drives me. You know, sometimes that makes me worry about the decisions I've made as an owner. Um, and I'm actually trying to change things up from decisions I've made two years ago. So that's a try. great fear to have. Yeah, that's my fear. That's awesome fear. 
yeah, my biggest fear is is just an unhappy customer because once you have one of those, it's almost a, a, you know impossible to turn them back into a customer. Um, <clears throat> but recently, I, I think this is going to be a big fear that a lot of detailers have, and uh, glad we were able to bring this topic up tonight. Um, last week, I had a customer walk into my shop and uh say hey can i go talk to so and so which is one of my employees i said you know what yeah go right ahead so he goes in does his thing comes back in and leaves and so i i asked uh one of my guys i said hey uh what did what did he want and my guy goes he uh wanted to see if i would come out to his house and ceramic coat uh his trucks on the side <laughs> And this kind of caught me by surprise because I think that that's a lot of people's fear is, well, Absolutely. if I hire employees, yeah. what's going to stop sure. them from going out? Once, you know, once I train them from going out and doing their own thing. But, you and know, it's I pay sure my guys. Material. Yeah. And like my, you know, I respect my guys. I know my guys detail on the side. <laughs> like they, at this point, they don't even hide it. Like, and I don't mind. They're going to make a couple bucks on the side. Those people aren't going to pay my rate anyways to bring it into the shop. And it's probably their grandma, their aunt, their whoever, their friend. Doesn't matter. Like, cool, make a couple bucks on the side. I'm fine with that. Um, but for a customer to come in, and this kind of thing happens. It's not just our industry. It happens all over. To do that. It was the most disrespectful disrespectful thing that I think I've had to experience with a customer. I've had unhappy customers. I've had people out in the parking lot cussing me up the you know up the wall. This this got under my skin, and I had to actually sit down and have a meeting with my guys. And it, to keep it short, it kind of went like, "Listen, I know you detail on the side, cool, no hard feelings." But if I catch any of you guys doing any work for this guy or any of our customers, you will not have a job here. I promise you that. And just explain to them how disrespectful I felt from that customer and told him, hey, this guy will not be back in our shop. Yeah, fire the customer. We're not we're not doing work for him. And yeah, Brian, what's uh, you your know, thoughts on that? You know, as you you got quite you now you're into your other location that's there by the water, which we talked earlier and really yeah. doing great for you. Like, is that ever a little bit, does it creep into your mind? How do you handle this? My guys kind of see how I run my business. Like we were, um, when we're on job sites, I, I do a lot of contract work. So we go in dealerships for boat dealerships, do a lot of contract work. We have customers approach. My guys know of customer approaches and not even talk to them, but talk to us as a company that, um, hey, can I get your guys' number or can can you guys come to my house, do my boat or whatnot? They know to say, um, nope, you go inside, talk to the service manager. Um, they will take care of you, schedule your boat through here. And if they say, well, no, I want you guys to do it. Uh, we, don't, we don't do any personal detailing. We, we literally do contract work because I teach them that you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And mm -hmm. they, they have to understand that I make it very clear if you guys detail, to anything affects my business, any any customers or anybody comes in here, I, I find you have a connection. You are, I mean, everybody knows you get three three strikes with me. You, you, we go through a process, and I mean, we're we're a big company that you know we write you up if there's a problem. But if I find immediately that you've gone and 
detailed customer's car on the side or somebody that's been with me, you're fired immediately. I mean, that's just it. I mean, you're, you're, you're just done because it is like, like you said, it's disrespectful. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm paying you money. I'm, I'm supporting your family. I'm doing what it takes to make sure you have a job. If you're going to try to take money away from how I do my business, then you just, you can't be a part of this company. Yeah. My guys do detail on the side. I don't mind they detail on the side. I sell them product. If it's a cheaper product, they're more welcome to the product. Um, they use my shop. They'll call me up and be like, hey, can I bring a car in the shop this weekend? Yeah, man, it's fine. I don't I don't care. Because like I said, it's usually my uncle's car or whatever. And if it's not, they're they're to take care of somebody that was never, like you said, he's never gonna come to me. He wasn't gonna come pay me whatever price to do something. And if I can supplement them with some income that makes their life better that keeps them happy and content to work for me and gives them a life they can you know enjoy then i'm okay with it uh but when you start going after customers you know that speak to you directly like like this situation and if he say he took it up he's like yeah man i'll come straight and cut your car on on friday or whatever then there there's a serious issue uh, and my guys see that because they don't like it. They don't. They don't like when people are trying to undercut us. They see how the. I mean, they get commission on sales. They get. I mean, they we're running a full business here, and they they don't they don't like when people try to undercut a business. They they see it as disrespectful because I try to create a work environment that this is your guys' company too. You know, we're trying to. You know, we gotta we gotta have income, I and mean, we do meetings with. Uh, spreadsheets and stuff like that, what the company's made, what our bills are for the month and what we're, you know, what we have to make to, to afford everything. So you said they, something they, interesting though, right? Like I love that. And I guarantee you what 90 plus percent, if not 95 percent of detailers that have somebody that work with them, most likely don't go through spreadsheets and talk to them about that. So absolutely love that 100%, man. That's, that's unique. You, you got to be transparent because it's it's hard for somebody who doesn't run a company to understand. They see a they see a fifteen hundred dollar detail. Uh, Brian, hold on. You whatever. said transparent though. Most detailers would say, "I don't want to be transparent. I don't want them to see how much money I'm making." Right, but they they'd be surprised. I mean, anybody here that runs a company. This is not some dream where you're you know you're 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 living uh, high on the hog. So (laughs) you can be very transparent and see what I don't, I don't think they really, I mean, my guys don't until I really laid it out to them. They don't understand. Like if you're paying somebody $20 an hour, it's costing you roughly $23 an hour, you know, cause we do 401k match. We do, you know, retirement on that. And then we do paid vacation. You know, you, you do other things and you pay your tax, you know, everything else. And then to see like, okay, what's electric cost? What's this cost? What's the billing cost? What is, you know, I put heat and air in new shop for you guys. I put, you know, electric costs on that. What is my daily, when you show somebody what your daily cost is to run a company, it's eye opening. And it's like, look guys, we have to meet these numbers. Otherwise I can just go back in a truck and work by myself and probably, you know, make just as much. And, you know, they appreciate that. And then we, we've worked on this week actually, um, working on a, a bonus system. You know, we got to meet this criteria. If you guys go over this, you're going to get bonus for the week. And, you know, we, we got to meet these numbers. Anything over that, you guys get a cut of this. And, you know, you got to have- Do you these, think, uh, Brian, I think that's I think that's the way to handle it, right? Like, if you want to keep people from trying to do stuff on their own or, you know, 
trying to come after your customers, that's probably the direction to go to, right? Like commissions on the work. So it's not just hourly and then weekly or monthly or quarterly, some type of bonus so they can see some more reward coming to you. You think that's the way you've solved it? I mean, I, I think it's great. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it solves everything. I mean, I still get on the guys about like me wasting time doing this or wasting, you know, it, but it gives them a reality of, it's not just a paycheck. It's not just, I'm making, you know, the twenty some dollars an hour or whatever. It's, uh, you need to have a part of a company. Cause most of the time if guys are detailing for you, they, they, they enjoy it. And they probably aren't borderline if I can go do this myself. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you, you anybody can go start a detail shop and you see it every day. So it, you got to kind of convince them that, I mean, it's just like Nick and I talked about why detailers won't come work for me. I, I mean, Nick and I talked about this, about, you know, trying to get guys to come work for me, throwing, you know, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars more than I know you're making. Cause I see what you're doing. I know your numbers so in, in a vague route, but they won't come work for me. So you kind of have to convince the guys that are with you that this, it's not all, you know, roses to go, oh, I can go work for myself and I'm going to make $200,000 a year by doing this and, you know, uh, this and that. But when you start showing them like, this, these are insurances, this is what you need. This is, I mean, this is what we carry, you know, this is all of our costs and we run lean, you know, then it starts registering like, hey, showing up at eight o'clock and leaving at 4.30 ain't too shabby and you get to go home. There's no, there's no anxiety at night if customer's happy. You know, I get a paycheck yeah. and maybe I get some incentives and this guy's going to take care of me. And, you know, like Nick talked about, you want to, you want to give them opportunities to grow. You, you need them somewhere to go. You can't just have them, well, you're going to be a detail your whole life. You, you know, maybe, maybe a shop manager, maybe, um, you know, this or that. We have a store. So I like to think about like, maybe this guy's good at selling product. Maybe he's not the best detailer and we can, we can send him over here and do this, but um, you, you got to stand your toes with everything because guys leave quick, man. I We went through our employees last year and uh, for a summertime route, we ran through 18 employees in five months. They go. That's, uh, if, you, if you think you guys lose employees, that's what that's what it is. That's why I didn't man, say anything. Geez. I wanted like a I wanted a couple seconds of like just dead air. <laughs> you know, Dustin finally <laughs> yeah. broke the silence of, oh, Right. Like I wanted that to sink in for just a second. Say that one more time. 18 employees in five months. Yep. Man, I mean, they, that I, is, uh, but that's, that's something Nick taught me. It was like, you got to learn to hire and fire when I first hired my first employee. And then we started rolling through the rest of them. Now, Grant, we only rolled through, you know, well, out of the six I hired last year, we got a solid two now. Uh, so I got a solid two guys that have stuck it out. Uh, yeah. The other, the others just weren't a good fit. <laughs> and it's like, hey, learn to hire and fire. No hard feelings. Yeah, we don't, um, uh, we don't fire anybody. Pretty much, they they leave on their own. Well, let me <laughs> let me tell you this: uh, in the body shop world, we would have eight employees regularly. We tried to keep it below 20 so we didn't have to worry about the cobra act on healthcare right. but uh um we we started a mako franchise we were the number one mako franchise in virginia for many many years and uh, one of the mako owners out of the uh, boston area he had a saying that i absolutely loved i never fired anybody too soon so think about that 
You ever fire right. anybody and realize nothing changed? It's like, you know, shit, why don't we fire this guy a month ago? You know, I, 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 nothing motivates the crew like a good firing, that's for sure. Yeah, we let guys kind of determine it. I mean, they kind of get a feel who fits in, who doesn't. And right. most employees with us, I mean, we're not, we're not terrible bosses by any means. I mean, I, I, I have had yep. a history like Nick. Nick and I have talked about it. I used to lose my shit. And I would, I mean, I would lose it. Guys screw up stuff and it'd be gone. I mean, I had the worst temper in the world, but I've really got to the point. Now I just kind of walk away and I let everything flow. And guys, you know, they just, they just leave. They realize that this isn't my place. These guys aren't okay with me. And they, they quit. And then you're hiring next guy. And, you're, you know, you know, they all come in talking a big game that they do all this stuff. And oh they realize, God, yes. this, this is a serious company and I can't just hide in a corner and kind of blend in. Like our crews know the guys have to be working. They aren't going to do your work for you. And they're going to put pressure on you that, look, we're working here. If you guys can't, then it's not going to slow up. This doesn't slow up. And you'll just, you'll be like, hey, where's Dave at? He didn't come in today. Okay, we'll see if he comes Didn't tomorrow. See him. Yep. And Dave don't come no more. <laughs> they fire him. Yep. That's exactly. They fire themselves. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good when you have dynamic guys understand like we have a we have a you know we have a goal and my guys know it. They don't want anybody hanging up anything, you know. And Nick's talked about it too, I think, with his guy road crew guys. You know, this this guy works on this truck, he'll he'll kind of leave and it, the helpers always come and go. Um, the main guys are there. The helpers, they either come in as a helper, they advance and understand what's going on, or they just don't come to work next day, whatever the day is. You move is. up or you move out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because it's a great opportunity for a lot of people, but they just, they don't they don't get that. They think they should just be able to make, you know, whatever X amount of dollars and not do a whole lot, and, you know. Yep. It, wait, it, wait, it's wait, all going to come to halt sooner or later. That's a whole nother, yep. you could keep going hours at that this, this the service industry is going to have a <laughs> bad time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we probably, listen, Brian, that was probably some of the most, I would say straight hands-on uniqueness that few people will ever get to hear. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. Like that's some real hands-on, straight into your business and how somebody, if they want to have multiple locations, multiple people, thank you so much for sharing that. I do really appreciate it. Let's hop over to cooking with Nick, man. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's the food looking like? Uh, how's, how's the finish turnout? Listen, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that goat cheese. I know that. <laughs> it's just some regular public goat cheese, but y'all can see it on camera here. Made some fries and air fryer. I've munched through like half the fries and I made some asparagus. Also munched through like half of that. Saucy asparagus and some lemon oil and mm. salt. The fries are seasoned with harissa, paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, salt, black pepper, and a little bit of Mrs. Dash's original and a little bit of sugar. Like Mrs. Dash's. Sugar. What about Daddy Hinkle, man? I miss Daddy Never Hinkle. Never heard of Let's it. Let's get some Daddy Hinkle back in. Never heard of it. A moment of silence. Moment of silence. Daddy Hold on. Oh, there is a Lowry seasoning salt on the fries. Daddy Hinkle must not have the contract with Publix. Let's just go ahead and say that uh, out from the start. Daddy Hinkle didn't do a great job at sales. They didn't get in with Publix. Therefore, cooking with Nick 
did yep. not see it. Yeah. I live a quarter mile from a Publix. So that's where I shop I for everything. Yep. Uh, that's my go-to. Yep. Absolutely, man. It looks awesome. Thanks so much for sharing it. And it's underscore grooms for anybody that wants to get into the cooking. And it's something that, Woo. listen, we love cooking. You love cooking. It's a thing. So anybody wants to go check out what he does. It's underscore grooms on Instagram. All right, Derek, I think it's time. Uh, Randy, I jumped into the last beer for tonight. This was the, well, let's see. What did I get? That was the other one. Uh, POG passion fruit, orange guava. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Nick Walters is sat home going. Yeah. I bet that's you, it. you know, I'll get shit on Monday <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's it. for that. Hey, but. If Nick likes something, I'd send it. so uh pog passion fruit orange and guava listen (laughs) thank you so much that's a great beer i like that one you can tell i can't tell i can enjoy that's a party in a can right there oh yeah Yeah. the graphic got me on that one that's what introduced me to that brand all about see that can you're like that's how you know it's good so yeah. All oh, right, look, guys. I'm already halfway done with this bo- this one, so you know I like it. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and tab out there, Derek. What's uh, the tab out question of the night? All right, guys. So tonight's tab out question. So what is your number one red flag during the sales process when you're trying to sell a ceramic coating? All right, give us a little bit more. What do you mean, red flag? What 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 are you looking for? What kind of answer? What are you thinking? Uh, so the only reason I bring this question up is because um, lately, I'm not sure, the weather's starting to change. Springtime is a coming. And actually, it is spring, spring on Monday. And I'm getting a lot of extra phone calls of people calling about coatings. And when I kind of run through my, because you get, like, I don't get my car ceramic shielded. That's I heard that, like, three Ooh. times today. Three times that I heard ceramic shielded, and I first off I start going running through like do you do you, do you know what it is? Or blah, we're going through because I'm realistic when I sell coatings to people. I don't I I just crush their dreams right away. This stuff this is not some magical force field that I'm putting on your car. Like I immediately crush them before the, we keep going. And maybe I almost talk myself out of the sales process, but I try to just be realistic, try to figure out what kind of car person they are before I'm just going to go run out, put a coating on their car, and then now I have to deal with this person because my three-year coating doesn't last a year because they didn't do crap on the car. So I had a girl one time where we were, she had a brand new car, easy, you know, brand new, no miles on it. I got pictures of the keys at the dealership, and I started going through. She put the deposit down. Three days before the car, she goes, uh, so I've got you to wash the car? And I was like, uh, yes. Uh, what if I can't wash the car? What if I can only wash it every six months? I was like, I, so I said, so you're not going to be able to wash the car every six months? You're not going to be able to go to the car wash? She's like, no. I refunded her money and said, your coatings are not for you. And she was so taken aback because I was like, she was trying to explain to me that washing the car every month was a lot and i was like nope not dealing with that and she to this day has messaged me going like hey what about that now now this customer turned into what about this thing what about that thing what about this what about that she got a window tinted and the window tint guys left water lines all on the brand new bmw door panels and i'm like listen like i'll I'll answer any questions you want but like i have to physically come look at the car like i'm not i'm kind of done that's over for me i'm not dealing with you but I just want to know what your red flags are. For me, it's 
if I ask you what your maintenance is like and they go, I'm not going to be able to wash the car at all, I'm like, done. That's it. Derek, man, let me just take a moment. Like I did a second ago, I gave you a golf clap. You got to you got to be recognized for one of the few people that would actually take care of the customer in that situation instead of lumping on a coating and so many people as we've seen inside of Facebook and other people. I mean, they would have loaded up a, an extra layer and they would have thrown on extra, yeah. right? Like they would have dumped onto this person. So, man, great job as somebody yeah. who is actually concerned about proper business and growing a business long term. You did not, quote unquote, try and get what you deserve right like yeah i did, did know not want your to worth work. you knew the worth of the customer's value of what they were going to be spending and you knew their habits and you directed them into what was best for them as a customer you you literally can't stop applauding enough with the amount of people that just grab whatever they can from customers and they take from customers 100%. and they take from customers Dude, thanks so much for sharing that story no of, of you yeah. respected the customer and and you gave them what they actually needed. That's that's so much of what we've tried to do is making sure people don't hit people over the head. Have a business that lasts longer than two years. Have a business that lasts longer than a, a couple of years in some of the, the greatest times have we seen, you know, over the 1920 to 20. I mean, it's just been incredible. If you're trying to gouge somebody. You could have gouged more people, but we've already seen coming out of massive parts of the industry. If you took a, a big wide view of the industry, you will already start to seeing a lot of those people that have tried to gouge and tried to take too much and take from the industry and take, take, take. You've already seen them so early on or what you will start seeing more of and I, I guarantee everybody will start to visualize, go on to social. You'll start seeing, oh, this person's leaving here. This person's leaving it. Oh, there's, there's all these people. That, well, this guy was doing this. And now suddenly he's like, mm, I'm being very vague here because I got some, some information earlier today about some big blow ups inside of a major car wash brand that started selling to detailers and all the massive stuff of those people starting to leave. So, I'm so glad you said that. I really do appreciate that. No problem. Right, Dale, man, what about you? Yeah, for me, it's lack of education. You know, somebody will, will, will come and ask me about a coding. And so, well, I talked to the guy down the road or over here, wherever, it doesn't matter. And he told me that all I've got to do is get this car coded and I don't have to do anything for the next five years. And, you know, you, you, you tell them it's, it's like we alluded to earlier. It's, it's not a one and done thing. You've got to maintain it. When you get an engine rebuilt, you don't not change the oil, right? So when you get a coating done, you've got to maintain the coating. But there's this stigma out there that people think once the car's coated, done, it's magic. They don't have to do anything else to the car. Right. And you, it's our job to give us the, the proper care and maintenance of the coating. Dude, Dale, you and I completely 100% agree on that. How do you handle, I'm just curious, how do you handle the, the ceramic companies that go on and talk about, hey, we got this seven year, it's, you know, you can file it with this one company that's a third party admin and, you know, you can do this and it's guaranteed for this X amount. But when people look at the bottle, they can see that it's made by somebody else and they've seen that, well, this company actually, uh, it doesn't actually produce long-term and you go, oh, hey, you know, this brand is actually just selling paper. 
How, how do you handle that? It's plain and simple. I'll, I'll look at them and, and write off that same thing we did when we used to paint cars to, you know, buy their coating. Wait three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years. We had a call me the other day with the GMC truck. It said the dealership sold her a lifetime coating. She doesn't have to do anything to have been wash the car. You and I both know that's bullshit from, from the word go. But this customer <laughs> takes that as gospel. She thinks all she's got to do is wash this car. And I told her, I said, you know, good luck. You know, the product I'm going to sell you is going to be better. But if you want to go with them, go with them, hands off. And she let them code it for $1,100. Financed, by the way, financed $1,100. So yep. you, know, you extrapolate the number out. Good Lord, I, I don't know what that cost. Or I hate to even think. But for I, I assure you, for less than half of that, we could put dose or tray on this thing every Absolutely. three or four years, and it would have held it for way better. And that jar that people are seeing people put on that, you know, when you start journeying back through some of the other people. Absolutely, man. You go, wow, that's just another dealership brand that just selling paper. So I appreciate you saying that about dose and tray. I listen, since 2016, 17, as we start to release Derek, you're probably one of the most longstanding customers that we've had actually. Yeah. Uh, you have nonstop seen Uno dose and tray last throughout its longevity and we haven't needed a piece of paper we offer warranty for those that need it but we haven't needed a piece of paper to try and sell it and so i i have thought it's been funny and ironic those that sell a long-term coating but don't have the proof they just want to sell the paper to try and back it up listen i'm glad you said that too man thanks so much appreciate that um, on, let's see is brian next man brian so i guess my, mine kind of really piggybacks on all that but mine's pretty easy when they when they when they say I saw on YouTube that I'm usually out. <laughs> I, 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 the, the conversation goes to a whole nother like I'm gonna work you out of this place and we're just gonna we're, we're gonna make you confident that what you saw on YouTube is true and I'm probably not good enough for that. And I, I kind of well, we're no longer in a sales pitch. We're on a let's 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 move you along. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying YouTube's not true? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's like Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait, but they, he's on Google. They have his flight path and everything. <laughs> right. All right, so they Brian, set it on fire. This is what's funny, because I mentioned this the other day, as I've started getting into some, like, steak YouTubes and, like, yes. learning about yeah. these other things and... You, just go start searching out YouTube and some other industries. You'll see it like what you just said. It's You'll a see some hole. of these random things you go, hmm? dude. You could be like looking at knitting, and you'd be like, "No way." Yeah. <laughs> and then you go back in our industry and you go look at those YouTubers like you're talking about. Yeah. And you go, oh, oh, okay, I see it. All these people have these big YouTube shows and followings, yep. like. Oh, you're just like these other people in the others. Ah, okay. And then you can start yep. putting the dots together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's amazing what they sell. I mean, it, they're, they're selling their personality in, in the BS a lot of time. I mean, YouTube's 50-50 to me. There's a lot of great information, techniques, and things on YouTube. Absolutely. There, there's value. I'm glad you and said that. there's as much well, or more misinformation, mm -hmm. is which true. is... Yeah. 
destroy and, and they don't know people well, most people don't know who to trust they they go to a dealership it's so hard and it's fan you know i don't have a big fancy building there's nobody in a suit and tie talking nice and sweet to them i, I mean the reality is 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 their word and their presentation versus mine like for me it, it's the embedded misinformation that that that's my red flag where they start rattling off to me the things they were told and they see it as gospel. And I'm lucky enough to be in a situation where I'm very selective of my clients. I'm a, I'm a low volume, high end production here. And, you know, I'm trying to work my way into what I see as the future with more, you know, wash clay and Uno and the reality of the, the everyday, the 90% of the people out there where I want to take care of them and help them. Um, but my, my biggest red flag is somebody that comes in and tells me how I should be doing it right off the bat or what they, what kind of what their expectations are. And they're very overly specific and obviously been watching things on YouTube and, and buying into some of, some of the bad stuff out there. Um, you know, <laughs> at, at that point, I'm, I'm happy to recommend some, some lower priced options around the area that they'll take care of them and make them very happy. I just want them to be happy. I don't, I don't want to rain on their parade. I don't need to convince them what reality is that they're sold. They're already sold. And exactly. I, I, I just let them be happy and tell them where to go. I know where they should go and I steer them there and hopefully they leave happy and they have a happy car experience. You know, I, I enjoy your car life. Yeah. Right? That, that's like that's it. the thing for me. Like, I, I was like, I would enjoy your life, right? I've always just been about, hey, man, whatever is you, just enjoy, right? Like, you only got one life. Enjoy it, yeah. right? Like, just enjoy. Stop. Like, just chill. Like, enjoy. And then like, I've, I've never met car one too, car right? owner that's loved their car as much as I love their Yeah, car. just enjoy your car. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality of it, and oh. I don't expect them to. Oh. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. I got to, I gotta, you know, go – pretty close to that pretty in line i guess adjacent with that um and say my biggest red flag would be when like a customer comes in and immediately is trying to educate you the provider about products or maintenance and stuff like that you gotta go and you're just like homie wh why why are you here what, what what are you doing if you're the expert like why aren't you doing this like i don't know it, it drives me a little nuts but I don't know. What about you, what about you, Derek? Oh, oh no, I already went with mine. Like, oh, okay. Like my story. Yeah, right? Derek so. cut in. He cut in. Oh, he got right. out of seat. Oh, you know, sorry. I'm distracted sorry. by my food. It's too good. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Hey, right, Brandon from Tim's. I think my biggest red flag is when they call and they ask for a coding, and then uh, I tell them kind of the the base price, you know like best case scenario price. And then there's that awkward silence <laughs> on the phone, yeah. like trying to let it all sink in. And I know I got to kind of go into some more detail and kind of educate them some more about what they're actually getting. Um, but we, uh, the other day talking about, you know, wash clay coat with Uno, we did a car two years ago with wash clay coat Uno. And we go about every three months to do it because lady don't drive it a lot. Uno's still on there. It is, I mean, it beat up just like it, the day we put it on. It was, and I was amazed. Yeah, awesome. You got your kiddo there. That's fun. 
Yeah, well, always great. Uh, apologies, kiddo. Hey, 18 and under, you know, over. <laughs> what am I saying? Hey, you're not even allowed at 18. Here on this pub, Derek, you remember, you know, early on we had some young kids randomly Yo, hopping in. Like, that was, that was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That was a good time. I remember that day. No, no, that was not a great time. Exactly. <laughs> that was crazy. That was the longest hour of my life. Uh, Pins, as long as he doesn't start dancing around on a chair, we're good. Oh, yeah. Talking about something with Santa Claus? Oh. Mm-hmm. Depends on if Baby Shark's on or not. Uh, that's true. 100%. Yeah. That is facts. Facts. Brian actually has videos of uh, his kids dancing to Baby Sharks, too. So we're, we're, we definitely get it. <laughs> or, Brian, actually, that was probably, uh, that's probably, what was that? Uh, that was that dinosaur that was pink. What was that guy? That'd be Barney, yeah, you know him and probably all of his moves by by now. Right? Oh my god. This is one of the things I've been talking with Nick Walters about is like, yeah, man, you're about to get into this, you're about yep. to get into that, yes, right? He like, he's got you two girls. Like, what are you're about to get into is gonna be a lot of fun. You're gonna love no clue. No clue. Wait till he sees Blippy wash a car. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that weird, man. Blippy. Oh no. yeah. He's got to get out of here. That's the weirdest looking man. I don't know why that's a thing. I'm sorry. Just look at that man's eyes. And he's, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, all right, Shawshank. <laughs> Did you actually sit and watch that whole thing of him washing the car? Is that why you're saying that? I had to walk away. It was. Oh, it was my brutal. kid loves it. I, I'm. Wait, hey, I'm this stuck. is a real thing. But I was <laughs> like, oh, uh, you're. All I could see is scratching, scratching. I got the broom. <laughs> the broom was epic. I got to look up right now. Uh, one thing that is not a wrap. First of all, you guys were right about this Voodoo Ranger. Fantastic. Listen, Voodoo Ranger, there's a reason why Voodoo Ranger is one of the community beers. I gotta it get literally one. is. It's Anything for Voodoo Ranger, if you're in the community, just grab it. We, we put our one. stamp we 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 officially want Voodoo Ranger to come on to an episode, right, Derek? That'd be a badass, right? Like, hey, they're the hyper clean of beer. On there. Hey, if we can get them as a sponsor, they can send us some not, beer. I'm not going to sponsor. Come on, don't worry about sponsor. Let's oh, just, so let's just cool. get them on to the episode. That would be great. And you know, watch, let's sell Voodoo Ranger at Publix. So watch this, All guys. Right, cook it with Nick. Let's go. I'm I've never had one, so I guess it's time. It is I'm, time. I think this is the first time I've had a beer at the shop. And this is what I was going to say. This is not a red flag. Check this out. It's meant to be. <laughs> Wonderful. You can fit a nice tall book light in there. Uh, For those of you that are listening to audio and not doing the visual, uh, Brandon from Shawshank just put his beer down into a cup holder. And it was a monumentous uh, moment for him inside of his shop. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's on my detail stool. Hey, it's for a wax bottle, technically. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> as far as like when customers call in with ceramic coatings, I think my biggest red flag is when they mention ten-year coating or lifetime coating. <clears throat> yep, that's like, oh, I'm gonna have to spend the next thirty minutes on the phone with this customer and explain what what's yep. going. On. Or you can just yep. say the building's on fire. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I like that one the best. <laughs> uh man red red flags for me uh and they could be one or two with brandon you just kind of stole mine with the whole lifetime coding extremely long term then i gotta back them off the ledge and educate them a little bit um but the other big red flag for me is hey i want a ceramic coating 
those are just uh for, that just uh, i it's a moment of silence for me like okay you want a ceramic coating or they message what? you hey how much for a detail and a ceramic coating but then yep. you got to go into the whole spiel of hey we've got all these different options well can we can i get you on the phone so we can see what best fits your needs do you go through your whole do you go through your whole deal on that do i yeah do you get do you do you, uh, let me ask you this do you offer them like every option or like let me tell you if somebody calls me like that and they're very vague like they they want a ceramic coating i'm eliminating like 50 percent of my packages at that point i'm i'm going yeah, so, straight so i've got a no, no polish like you do in ceramic coating or i'm doing like a five-year like I, I kind of eliminate like everything in between and then kind of figure out where they're at. If they, you know, shit their pants at the, at the five year or if, if they're bothered by the, the one year, no paint polish. And then, you know, and once you say no polishing, then they might be like, well, what's it? What if I polish the paint? And then you kind of go into it. A lot of, like a lot of people just want, I mean, we, I, 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 kind of talked about this with Nick, like a lot of people just are, I mean, everybody's used to washing wax. I mean, that's been happening since 1950s. I told Nick, I was like, you turn on any movie and there's a car wash in the background. You will see a sign that says watching wax. I don't yeah. care from 50 to today, you'll see a sign that says washing wax. That's what people know. And washing wax is replaced with like majority of us do is a ceramic coat, a wash and ceramic coat. So some people just want a ceramic coat. They, I heard ceramic coat's cool stuff in the world. <laughs> and they, yeah, they just, and that's all, all right, cool. That's what we run into a lot. So yeah, and um, I, I eliminated. Yeah, I I I cut out like you know I used to sit there and say well, we've got a one year, we got a two year, we got a five year, we got a one year with new paint polish, and we got this. And now if they're kind of just they want a ceramic coating, I keep it very simple and let them build it out after that. Because I'm cool with man if they bite on that. 350 for no paint polish on a car and ceramic coat, man, I'm, I've, I've, I'm happier than selling that five-year coating. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you know you there. Yeah. That's, that's the number one package that I push because yeah. I don't like polishing anyways. And right. that package is just great. And yep. so when somebody calls us, I, before I even pitch them an idea of what to go, my first question is how many miles are you putting on the vehicle a year? How long do you plan to keep this vehicle? So then I can kind of steer them in the right direction. And then I'll pitch them, you know, like either uh, Uno or I'll pitch them Trey. Uh, you know, one of those two, we sell a lot of those two, but of course our wash clay coats are the most popular. Right. Um, so I always just try to get a couple questions out of them first. And then I can kind of see, because they might not know how much a ceramic coating costs. So maybe they just fall flat into that, that Uno package or maybe a, some people are shocked at the 350. I mean, that, I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, you tell them 350 for like a ceramic coating with no paint polish and they're just, they're floored. And that that fixes the whole problem. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) then they're like, all right, well, I guess we're moving on from, uh, we'll talk later. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I had a guy laugh at me on the phone a couple weeks ago, just die laughing, as we quoted him at like fourteen ninety nine for one of our <laughs> higher end packages. Right, and he he was the same type. I want how much for ceramic coating and a detail, 
and I asked him a couple of questions and uh I said, Yeah, well, you know, that'll run fourteen ninety nine for, for the ceramic coating service and he goes, You mean like fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents? And I said, Wow I said, no, fourteen hundred and ninety nine dollars. And this dude starts just dying laughing, right? Um yeah, so it was quite funny. And I think he booked an appointment with me, but he ended up canceling anyways. <laughs> yeah, we we, oh, we sit on the God. phone. We call we call it the Red Fox. We call it the Red Fox when the, I'll be sitting on the phone and I'll be looking at my business partner and I'll start grabbing my chest and I'll be on the phone. He'll hear me tell somebody <laughs> something and I'm just I'm like I'm doing the Red Fox like oh I see the light <laughs> and he's back there rolling and you just you hear him on the other phone like. Oh, oh! I think you just fell down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you realize man. half the guys in here don't. Get yeah, that. I'm sorry, guys. Red Fox is comedians and seventies. No, I know, I know. Check out Sanford and Son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Red Fox. Sanford and Son. Well, a little I bit gotta... before a lot of people's time, Dale is what you're insinuating. Yes, yes, yes. Well, well all right, I man, guys, call. great pub. Thanks so much. Uh, listen, Randy, I'm uh, I finished the V-neck sweater. It's done. I jumped into next to the Lysmack from Chandelier Island Brewing, and then I finished, like I said, with the uh, passion fruit orange guava. Listen, it is what it is. Absolutely my favorite, right? Like that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We know passion it. fruit. We know orange it. guava. P O G. <laughs> Man, that's a great beer. I like that, right? It's just for me, it's just <laughs> enough of that bitter. It's just enough of the alcohol. It's just enough of the, the IPA mixed with let's fruit. chill out the bitterness. Let's have a little fruit. Let's have a little fun. <laughs> let's enjoy, right? Like it's a mix of the guy that's trying to wear a mullet and throw out the front too, right? Like he's like, screw why I gotta have a business in front of the party back. Let's, let's just have everything, right? And he just grows it all out, becomes a surfer and gets it down. He gets it over, like, let's just do it all. He might even go to dreadlocks, right? Like, let's do it. Like, I'm all in. I'm all in. Those boys in Georgia, they they got it figured out pretty good. They've got a great variety of beers. They're all they're all hits. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed than, it, man. That, that's great. I'm, I'm pumped. You say those joys, those, those boys in Georgia, it's better than what some people in Texas said about the boys in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, great song. God. Everybody can go look it up. What do people in Texas say about the boys in Oklahoma? That's a great thing <laughs> to go look up. Guys, thanks so much for a great episode. Fun times. Great discussion. Thanks so much for everybody sharing everything. Listen, Brandon from Tim's already had to hop out. We saw the kid in his lab. Like, man, yeah. thanks so much for at least taking the time out. Appreciate it. Brandon from Shawshank, as you're there working on a car, man, still taking the time out for the community. You, you know, you can't beat it. This is what the community pub's all about. Thanks so much for you guys hopping in. Uh, thanks for sending the beers, Randy. Dale, for the time that you can give. I know we won't hear from you for a little while. You got to go call some races. Oh God, we love that, right? Like you're going to go call some races and you're out there in the car community, man. We love that. Thanks so much. Uh, Lucas, we'd love to see you on. Appreciate it as, as the information you put out. And uh, Brian, as you keep working with those boats, when we can get you in here, man, we're going we're gonna to take your time as much as we can. You got some great information. Dustin from uh, uh, Quick Split, 
Dodge. All right, moving on to uh, Cooking with Nick. Listen, man, everybody go to It's Underscore Grooms, and uh, they can check out the food. Derek, great tab out question, as always. No problem. Anybody that wants to know why there was a moment of silence for the dog truck guy? Go watch that. We'll take another one and just go search dog truck guy, and then you'll take a moment of of silence for yourself. So, hey, guys, thanks so much. Great episode. Thanks for having a beer with me. Great time in the week to have a beer. So, you guys have a great week. Cheers. See ya. Have a good night, guys. Hi, community. Uh, Why not? Great question. Why not? When you look around at your supplies inside of your business, why not go with HyperClean? Every one of you that have reached out to me and we've talked and you've said you've listened, you've listened for years, you listen for months, love it. Why not? Ask yourself that question. Why have you not tried something from HyperClean? Right, so HyperCleanStore.com. Don't waste time. Go right now hypercleanstore.com what is it inside of your arsenal that you're using that you're least happy about is that a wheel cleaner is that a tire cleaner is that an interior cleaner is that something that causes some of your problems look through what causes you problems and then go hey can hyperclean solve that problem for me hypercleanstore.com whatever problem you're having go check out a product order it and let's see maybe it's just possible HyperClean might solve your problem. You didn't even know that we could. You've been listening for a long time and you haven't yet ordered anything from HyperClean. So go to hypercleanstore.com, grab something. I promise you, it's good shit. Have a great day.